quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggles blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G. Along with Will Perry. I can't believe you just said the S word. And not that S word, but the golf S word. So I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that. You never shank a three iron, do you, Will? No, but you know what I do struggle with sometimes? Wedges. Shanking wedges. I did go through a period where, like, I would shank, like, a 60 degree from, like, 80 to 100 yards. And it... it la, 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 yeah, la, la, like, la, 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 just get that out of your mind, like... All right, you just sent about uh, 50 people off the road on I-4 yeah. <laughs> thinking about that. We never like to talk about no. the S-word, but anywho, back to business here. And Dustin Johnson winning the BMW Championship. He leads the FedEx Cup. We are coming down the stretch here of the Tour Playoffs next week. The top 30 will tee it up for the big dough, $10 million. Ka-ching, ka-ching. And we are going to check in right now with the man who uh, is, uh, hey, you know, he counts the zeros in his bank account once in a while, I think. Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Did you say zeros in (laughs) bank account? (laughs) Well... I didn't mention the commas. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, what a what a big win on Sunday. Man, he just he devoured crooked stick, Bob. It what a I mean, this was big time. Yeah, when we've we've been saying it now, it's like when he gets going, it's like he makes it look easy and and it makes it look like there's just no way he's going to be beat. I mean, um, I guess I wonder why isn't it always like that? Like, what what's the difference in the other weeks? But, you know, when he gets on a roll like he has been here at, at, in a few tournaments, uh, it's it's impressive. You know, he can just out overpower a golf course. And uh, as he mentioned afterward, you know, he's put in a lot of work on his wedge play, which, which makes sense because he hits it so far, he's going to have a lot of wedges into – par fours and par fives and if you can dial those in man it's just going to be you know you've got such an advantage and of course he went with the new putter last week he didn't feel he was putting that well and all of a sudden now they'll start going in and that's you know it all adds up to a an impressive win uh you know one that looked really pretty easy yeah and a major dose of the big c confidence coming into east lake yeah, and it's a golf course that he ought to do well on. You know, it's um, it's a it, you know it's a formidable formidable test that uh, um, you know it's got uh, it's got plenty of of length and and it's also got some par fives though that he can reach and and you know it's all set up for him right there. Of course, you know the way this thing works though is being number one in the in the points doesn't really do him any good unless he wins or unless somebody in the top the other guys in the top five don't win. So, um, you know, I think we can probably agree that unless Jason Day wins the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup, uh, which, of course, he would if he did win it and wins it impressively, then there's really no other scenario 
um, that would see Dustin Johnson not being player of the year. Uh, but you can be player of the year and not win the FedEx Cup, and that's, you know, that's, that's how the system works. But I think we all agree. You know, you win a major, you win a World Golf Championship event, you win a playoff event. Uh, it's, uh, that's a pretty good resume. Yeah, I would say so. And how about Paul Casey? This guy has, you know, clearly been the hottest player in the, in the playoffs. His game has just been firing all, on all cylinders as well. And, you know, he plays, you know, for the most part, almost mistake-free on Sunday and finishes three shots behind. He shoots 20 under, which any week would probably guarantee you a victory. And, uh, you know, it's not enough. Yeah, it's a little bit of a hard luck tale there for him. You know, the week before, um, he wins, even with a kind of a so-so final round, if Roy doesn't go low. I mean, Roy was six back and, and, and shot 65-1, and one, but nobody else really made a move. And uh, even though uh, Paul Casey shot over par, he, he would have won otherwise. So it's kind of some bad luck there. You know, he, got, he has a guy go low on him. Uh, and wins for the first time all year on tour, and then as you know, going up against Dustin Johnson, who just was on fire, and uh, you know, Paul gives us now the scenario where a guy could win the FedEx Cup, and it would be his only victory of the year if he wins the Tour Championship. And there's that weird possibility that will always exist for a guy in the top five to not win the Tour Championship and still win the FedEx Cup if the right things occur, which I'm actually kind of rooting for someday because I think it would really force them to look hard at the system if that happened. Um, you know, I think we all agree that the, the playoffs are great, but the way they arrive at a champion, you know, it, it's up for debate. There's a lot of different scenarios that are always kicked around and people wonder why they do it the way they do it. Uh, I would love to see a guy like Paul Casey finish second and win the FedEx Cup without having one tournament all year. I think that would be that would be kind of funny. And it's it's there, it, there's going to be a scenario where it could happen. And a lot of strange things have to happen. But uh, I'm sure he doesn't want it to happen that way. I'm sure he just wants to go ahead and win the tournament. What are your feelings on that? I mean, do you think that is an ideal scenario for someone to be able to win the FedEx Cup? you know, without having won an event or, you know, like you kind of were alluding to there a little bit. Yeah, no, I don't think that's a good scenario, but I mean, the way they've set it up, it, 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 it that possibility exists, which I think is, you know, they probably need to figure out a way to close that loophole. But the problem, you know, with, with the system is they, they want the best of both worlds. They, they want it to be a playoff system um, where, you know, the guys who play the best at the end are the ones who can win it, regardless of what they did during the regular season. I mean, you know, we're going to see it here in, in the baseball playoffs in a few weeks. You know, there there very well could be a wild card team that just gets into the playoffs, wins a one-game playoff to advance, and ends up winning the World Series and might have had the worst record by 15 games, you know. Uh, but that's the way it's set up. But the, but the other part of that, though, is if you lose, you're out. In 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 the PGA Tour setup, they kind of try to hedge both ways. They want the guys who've had the best years and who've won the most points to make it to the Tour Championship and be in the mix, and usually that's the case. If you're in the top ten in the FedEx Cup points going into the playoffs, you're going to make it to Eastlake. You're not going to be eliminated. Uh, but it, by the same token, though, a guy who has the best year 
is often not crowned the FedEx Cup champion. They've been lucky in some years. Last year's Jordan Spieth won. He, he was clearly the best player of the year. Uh, but it doesn't always happen that way. Uh, uh, they've, they, and that's, that's sort of the, you know, I guess the, um, the difficulty of what they're trying to do. They don't want Jason Day or Dustin Johnson to not make it to the Tour Championship or to, and to get knocked out. But they also want there to be some drama when you get there. They want everybody to have a some sort of a chance, um, you know, which is why I think there's been so much talk about, you know, having a tournament winner and then taking the top several guys and having them play for the $10 million the next day. Or There's been numerous suggestions put forth that might be more compelling and, and would allow for, you know, like let's not necessarily call the FedEx, uh, FedEx Cup champ the season-long champion. You know, he's just the winner of the FedEx tournament. Um, but, uh, you know, for whatever reason, they've been remiss to change it. We kind of had the same format here for the last, I want to say, six or so years. And uh, after next year, there, there will be a chance to make some amendments because um, uh, the, the FedEx sponsorship is up. And if they renew or if somebody else becomes the title sponsor, there's there's the potential for maybe making some changes. And I and I, and I I hope they think it through and 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 think and uh, consider it because I think it can be better than it is. And it's not to say it isn't good. I mean, we've talked many times. This is way better than it used to be. It's great to have these big, all these big names playing in these tournaments at the end of the year here. Absolutely, and a, and a few wild cards as as we see uh, in the in the top ten even. Not only Paul Casey, but uh, Russell Knox, or you know my my new favorite Emilio. Emiliano Grillo, so you never know what could happen. Who who are you leaning towards, Bob, before we let you go? You know, I'm actually kind of leaning towards um, Rory to get it done, believe it or not. Um, you know, he's never won the FedEx Cup. Even in the, even in the two years where he was the dominant player, 2012 and 2014, um, you know, he, he wasn't able to win the Tour Championship, and so he didn't win the FedEx Cup. Somebody else beat him to it. Like, Brant Snedeker beat him out in 2012 with far less of a resume. I sort of look for Rory to be the one to to maybe sneak up on in there and, and get it done this time. And uh, uh, he's never won at Eastlake. It should set up nicely for him. He didn't have a great week last week, but I think he'll be motivated to. And, and uh, you know, but uh, like we were talking about, DJ looks tough right now, too. Kind of tough to, to bet against him. Well, it's going to be fun. Uh, the drama will build for another week, and we will uh, check in with you next week live from Eastlake. Bob Herrick, ESPN.com. Always great to have you on. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. You're listening to Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. More golf talk coming up.